Welcome to The Buzz with ACT-IAC, your source for the hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Join us each week to hear insights from government and industry experts, stay informed on the challenges facing the public sector, and gain access to valuable reports and thought leadership. Enjoy. Hello, I'm your host, Brian Whitaker. I've been working in the federal government space for more than 10 years. I was always struck by how there's a tendency to build things to help people without ever talking to those people about their needs. In previous roles, I've worked on customer experience projects to implement customer-centric approaches to solving problems. And if you're listening, you're probably familiar with ACT-IAC and their mission to bring together government and industry partners to communicate, collaborate, and learn. So in these episodes, we'll talk about best practices and customer experience and examples across government of how public servants are doing customer experience well. This episode features Amber Chaudhry, the customer experience lead at the Bureau of Fiscal Service. Prior to standing up a customer experience office in the Bureau of Fiscal Service, Amber led the charge on multiple customer experience initiatives at the Small Business Administration. In this episode, Amber talks about creating customer service hubs during the COVID pandemic, breaking down data silos to see a complete picture of the customer sentiment, and how to navigate a new job during the pandemic. Thanks for tuning in, and here's the conversation with Amber. All right, good afternoon. Um, today we are here with Amber Chaudhry. And um, Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your title? Where do you work? Hey, Brian. And hi, everyone at Act I Act. My name is Amber Chaudhry, and I am the customer experience lead over at the Small Business Administration. Um, I operate out of our business technology solutions team house in our OCIO, um, but have been at the SBA for five years, but actually am on detail right now at Treasury's Bureau of Fiscal Service standing up their customer experience program. Interesting, interesting. And what, what inspired you to join public service? Yeah, so I must have been in seventh or eighth grade when 9-11 happened. And um, I am a Pakistani American. So I will say that um, afterwards, um, my family in particular, you know, experienced some prejudice after the events of 9-11. My dad would get pulled over just because of the car he was driving, questioned by the police, people from the news would contact him for his opinion on what was going on in the state of America at the time. And, you know, just because I was Pakistani doesn't make me any less American. I was born here. And so I think because of those events, it really inspired me to get into public service. And I always knew that I wanted to work in government came from a family of entrepreneurs. So it only made sense that I ended up at the Small Business Administration. So yeah, that was my calling. That's a impressive story and, uh, you know, one that isn't heard often enough. So um, I'm grateful that you were um, willing to share. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your work at um, SBA? Yeah, so um, at SBA, it has been a whirlwind. We used to be known as the 
best kept secret, but that's definitely not the case anymore, thanks to the pandemic. And um, everyone who was a small business owner had to shift their strategy in order to survive over the past year. And um, one of the things in particular that SBA experienced was, you know, we, because of the CARES Act and the Paycheck Protection Program and the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, you know, we had a lot of inquiries um, coming in at the SBA, um, millions of them, in fact. Um, And so what ended up happening is our email Outlook system, you know, began crashing under the load of all of those emails. And so one of the things that we did at SBA to resolve that was to create a new customer service hub to pull in those inquiries and to help um, internal employees manage those inquiries a lot better. And so today that system has um, 10 million inquiries and we use that system to use um, AI, not just to figure out, you know, customer sentiments, positive, neutral, negative, but also to run machine learning to figure out, you know, how we can proactively address um, customer experience pain points. Very interesting. And gosh, you were at SBA at such a critical time. (laughs) And you're giving me a lot to think about here on the front of AI meets CX. Uh, Could you talk a little bit more about your experience with AI? Was it here at SBA that that it was your first time working with it? Or have you had previous experience with artificial intelligence? No, this actually was my first time. And, you know, before the pandemic, I was co-leading an enterprise CRM effort. We were calling the Customer 360 Project. What we were really trying to do is trying to figure out, you know, what does the journey of a small business owner look like with their interactions with SBA? And the reason for that is because we wanted to know, you know, speaking of like a woman business owner, you know, once she gets counseling, once she gets, you know, a federal women-owned small business certification to do business with the federal government, what's that next best action that we can start to recommend to help personalize um, experiences with AI? And I just mentioned the customer service hub, right? So we had millions of inquiries coming in. So, you know, me as the CX leader, I wanted to know, you know, what are these customers saying So what we did is we ran, um, partnered with the chief data officer who um, created an R program and took those insights and and ran it through the program. And what we discovered is, you know, customers just want to know the status of their loans. Like this was within the first two months. So I took that information. I took it to the CIO, who was Maria Rote at the time. And I was like, well, I did the cost analysis. And then I told her, you know, this is how much we're spending on you know, just answering questions on the status of their loans, why don't we develop a um, customer self-service portal? And that's exactly what we did, right? And so um, my advice probably would be, if you're, if you're new to AI or machine learning, definitely seek out your chief data officer, um, build those partnerships, and then um, figure out how you can utilize those insights to proactively address customer pain points. Wow, that's impressive. And also, I feel like another tangent for a 
totally different episode around the collaborations between CXO and CDO. I think there's a, a lot to learn from that collaboration there. And I feel like you've spoken to this quite a bit. Um, you know, we're, we're more than a year through this COVID pandemic experience, but um, for you and, you know, transitioning to a potentially different working style, what has the last year been like and how does uh, customer experience fit in that? So working style, I will say at SBA, it was nonstop meeting after meeting. I'm sure we all have Zoom fatigue. And so what I did for my CX360 team is um, block off part of our calendars on Wednesdays just to have productivity hours, right? But um, to answer your question on how it's been transitioning to another agency, you know, being a new employee at a new agency is always interesting. It's even more interesting um, in a pandemic where I don't get to meet my colleagues um, in person. So I guess my advice would be, you know, virtual coffee chats are a thing, right? And kind of operate as a pyramid scheme where, you know, you you have a coffee date and then you ask them, who else should I meet with? And, and you do that so and so however often. And then um, it's, a, it's a great way to, to meet your colleagues. And honestly, I, I don't feel like I've had a hard time um, meeting people or feel isolated or anything um, because of that approach. That's great advice. That's great advice. The virtual coffee. I love it. And also the pyramid scheme strategy. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on detail to help set up, uh, you know, a new customer experience team. Can you tell us what you've been focusing on for the first 90 days in your role? Yeah. So for anyone who knows me knows that I say this very often, but it's really true. Um, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. And so as I came on, I was trying to figure out, you know, what is the culture of fiscal service and how can customer experience stick, right? I think I'm, I came in a very lucky situation where we have an FD working on culture activities. Also, um, the commissioner who, who also approved my SBA business case for CX at SBA is now the commissioner of this agency and is very, very pro CX. Um, so we have that top leadership support for customer experience. But you also need to figure out what other enablers exist for you to pull on as you start to get everyone on board the CX train. And so um, I guess two of the, the first activities that I've done um, have been, you know, doing a CX maturity assessment, not just at the enterprise level, but asking all of the, the business units through our CX champions group to do their self-assessment and to figure out where, where they stand, where are the bright spots within the agency who are, who are doing CX management well, and then who, what pain points are they encountering when it comes to CX management and how can the enterprise CX team help? And so that was one of our activities. Um, the other one was that you need to have an enterprise CX vision, right? And so uh, we gathered all of our CX champions to represent all of the various business units within fiscal service. But then we also invited participants from the Federal Reserve Bank system since we work very closely with them as well. 
um, and did a two-day workshop on um, creating a CX vision, which has just been finally, um, you know, approved by the steering committee last week. So it, it's been pretty exciting and very um, busy the past few months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it, it definitely sounds like a lot of a lot of work that you've done in those first 90 days and a lot of collaboration and discussions across the organization. So with all of that underway, um, what are you focusing on next? Yeah, I think one of the things that I learned from SVA is that you need to have a variety of listening channels um, to listen in on your customers and your customers are employees as well. And, you know, when I say listening channels, I mean, listening channels via the website, through surveys, through IT systems, through call centers and contact centers, you know, like our customer service hub. Um, and you need to be able to um, set up a way to, to bring that voice of the customer to life. And so um, what we're doing is basically, you know, doing a voice of the customer assessment and trying to figure out where we can partner with some of the business units to start to bring that voice of the customer um, to life. Um, and the great thing is the Bureau of Fiscal Service is also working on its customer 360 data model as well. So, so those are kind of um, the things that we're focusing in on next. So the few guests that I've had on here, I think you've mentioned the intersection of customer experience and, and data the most. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share on this topic? I mean, to some of our listeners that might be uh, standing up a new CXO or um, figuring out the staffing strategy, where do you think uh, data analytics and data capabilities reside? Is it more so in a collaboration between CXO and CDO, but if uh, the appropriate agency doesn't have a chief data office, how, how do you bake in that uh, data analytics capability? Yeah, so the approach that I've been taking is a very collaborative effort with all of the appropriate business um, units, not just the data office. But what's interesting is, you know, People are collecting data in a variety of ways, and I'm not endorsing any products, but people, you know, use Forsy, they use Qualtrics, they use Medallia, and sometimes you, you walk in, in an enterprise that is using, you know, all of these different, you know, survey or analytic capabilities, and it actually um, hurts the agency because that creates data silos, right? And, and it, it really is great when you have all of that data together um, so that you can start making meaningful insights because um, there's a lot of overlap between customers and, and different program offices, right? And so um, what we've been doing um, first is just figuring out, you know, what tools are people using? Um, how are they using them? Um, what is the cost of all of those associated tools? And how can we start to um, bring together an enterprise framework? And it's not just with like the data tool that we use and, and we select. It also matters, you know, 
you know, how we collect the data and making sure we have data integrity. I'm a huge fan of standards uh, and OMB A11 section 280 does a great job of laying out um, a, a few standards for voice to the customer programs. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that, you know, offices, you know, aren't going out and doing 12 minute surveys, right? These are these are short, impactful surveys, and we want to start to, to analyze not only the tools, but the metrics that we're collecting and all collectively working towards, you know, um, some enterprise beacon metrics. That makes a lot of sense. And you've talked to us today about your role in CX prior to the detail, the work that you're doing um, in your current detail, but what was your first introduction to customer experience and in what context? Yeah, so I started at SVA as a presidential management fellow five years ago. And um, the way that SBA's PMF program works is that, you know, every six months or so you rotate. So for one of my rotations, I was interviewed by Administrator McMahon's team to be the project manager of her um, highest priority initiative, which was rebranding the agency to make sure that we were no longer the best kept secret. And so, you know, I did not have any experience with marketing or anything at the time. Um, But after, you know, going through that exercise of, you know, putting together a brand promise and making sure that all of our 68 district offices were singing from the same sheet of music and we were providing, you know, a consistent experience among our district offices, you know, just like Starbucks, you can go to Starbucks in Florida, Alaska, DC, and it's probably going to be a very consistent experience. And so after leading that rebranding and coming back to the SBA, I was um, in the front office and I was like, well, you know, we just came up with this customer centric brand promise. How do we actually deliver on that brand promise? Right. And that's kind of the intersection between your your brand and your customer experience. Right. Because your best brand promise is what are you promising to your customers versus your customer experiences? Did you deliver on that brand promise? And so um, we were in a meeting about, you know, an IT system and trying to figure out if we should take a program from the VA and bring it to the SVA. And, you know, veterans deserve a certain level of customer experience. And I was I, I spoke up and I said, hey, don't you think we should see what our customer experience looks like before we, we um, commit to bringing on this program the chief of staff was like, hey, we, sh- we should do that, right? And so basically what I did is I started reaching out to agencies all over federal government to ask them their best practices. I put out an RFI and at the end of that, put together a project plan and a business case. And um, it was approved by the chief of staff in the CFO. And, you know, I mentioned that the CFO um, at the time um, approved my business case, but then a couple weeks later, he actually ended up being the commissioner for the Bureau of Fiscal Service. I'm just really um, happy that I get to to pay him back in this sense and to help stand up this agency's um, CX program. Wow. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> that is quite the story. You know, they uh, definitely threw you into the deep end with that first rotation, huh? They did, but I'm really thankful for it because um, my career had always been focused on external innovation, but being able to bring those same, you know, human-centered design and co-creation principles within um, an agency, I think also is much needed. We need a lot of bureaucracy hackers inside government. I couldn't agree more. And uh, based on your experiences with SBA and you know your current detail, what role does customer experience have in the future of government? Yeah, and I think um, you probably had a few guests probably already talking about this, but one of the great things about this administration is the focus on equity and customer experience. And that's something that I've seen at SBA as well, because, you know, as we were rolling out the Paycheck Protection Program, what we discovered was that loans were not, you know, um, going out to minority and women-owned small businesses. And so what they did is they set aside a pot of money for these community banks, right? And so um, as we design these services, I think it's really important to apply um, an equity lens to our customer experience programs and make sure that we're not, you know, redesigning these services without bringing on um, a variety of folks at the table. And so I would say that's probably next um, in the near future for customer experience. That's the case. I'm excited about that future. (laughs) Uh, More equity all the time. Yes, please. So uh, I know, and and you mentioned this earlier, but I know most agencies and and, uh, federal employees aren't really allowed to endorse any training or resources, but are there any best practices or key lessons learned that you'd like to share through your experience? Yes, I would say lean on the federal CX initiative community as much as possible. I think it's, you know, we're a small CX cult in government. We we all know each other, you know, one way or another, but, you know, we've all have um, some, some lessons learned and best practices that we all can share. So I definitely would say reach out to your counterparts because they're wonderful and, and um, are great sounding boards for CX practitioners within the federal government. I love that. And I think uh, we're not too hard to find. Um, so Amber, this has been a great and uh, energizing conversation. Um, I really appreciate you being so open and transparent about your story, uh, your leadership journey, and all the great work that you're doing in the CX space. Uh, Anything you want to leave us with? Um, Just remember, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So um, for any major change initiative, whether it's CX or something else, just make sure that you're you're bringing on um, your people um, on whatever train it is that you're leading. (laughs) There you have it, listeners. Thanks so much, Amber. This has been great. Thanks, Brian. And thank you, ActIAC. And that's a wrap on The Buzz with ACT-IAC. Join us next week for more hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Twitter at ACT-IAC. More information about today's show can be found in the episode notes. 
For more insights, visit www.actiac.org. Thanks for listening.